Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Three Devs and a Maybe. I am joined by my uh, wonderful co host, Ed Mann. Hello. Lewis Keynes. Good evening. And tonight I'm very pleased and uh, really grateful to have Del Reese on the show. Hi, Del. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, thanks for having me tonight. Oh, our oh, pleasure. pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. If people actually turn up. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Miggy. We're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> what show number is this now? What are we up to? We must be, is 31. this the big 30? No, oh, it's 30. 31 now. It's crazy. 31. Right. Oh, 31. That's a, that's a shame. I turned 30 this year. It would be nice to have that matching. <laughs> yeah, I've just turned 31. I've just turned 31. It's a, it's a, well. <laughs> it's a it's, difficult time, right? It's have, you, have, you been, have you been on many of these podcasts, Dale? Have you been doing the rounds like a Phil had the other week or? No, no, I don't, I don't get asked often. So this is a, this is a privilege for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah, he's yeah, shocked. Yeah, I thought you'd be. I was thinking I, when I you said yes, uh, I was like, yay. I think they expect a Welsh accent and, you know, difficulty <laughs> with that or something. Yeah, could well be. <laughs> well, I, I for one am happy to say that you're my uh, my number one Laravel learning source. I have both of your books, uh, Code Bright and Code Happy, and they're both absolutely brilliant. So thank I you want to just much. thank you personally for those. And uh, I did pay for them, of course. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> Not a problem. I'm, uh, I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. How's it's everyone fine. anyway? How's all your how's all your weeks been? Are we all we all busy at the moment? Sounds like we all are. We all sound a bit tired this evening. Yeah, <laughs> and it's hot been... and bothered because it's a nice sunny day outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely worn out from the seat. <laughs> how's your week going, Mike? Um, yeah, my week is uh, yeah, it's pretty frantic. Just uh, I've got a month till the baby's due now. A month and a bit, so uh, it's just. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And uh, like you say, the heat, it's not a week for programming, is it, to be fair? But, um, yeah, I, uh, I've done a little bit this week, kind of, um, it sounds really bad, but like I told you guys, I'm really behind and certainly in the PHP game because of my, my uni study. So this week just had a look at a couple of basics, really just kind of, uh, had a little play, nothing too serious, like anonymous functions. And I, uh, I did see your blog post. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And I, and uh, I read it, obviously, as well. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and just sort of had a little bit of an explore of, uh, callbacks, really. Um, and that's about it, really, for me, to be honest. Nothing too exciting. Uh, when does all the uni stuff kick off again? September. Um, right. Get my exam results at the end of July. Uh, I've just requested my module choices. So you I'm actually remember choice. what these module choices are. Oh, man. I'm going to try to remember now. So, uh, one is, um, C programming. Good choice. Yeah. yeah uh, good choice. Is it? Or are you guys being sarcastic? I don't know. No, no, it, I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. What would? I went for something a bit different. I went for uh, like um, uh, graphics and animations. Okay. So I know that won't be real. OpenGL and stuff like that. I yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I could do with learning a little bit more of that. I was thinking as well, like if I go down a bit more down the app development route, it could oh, be something look useful. At you. To have. Looking at the money. Come no, at the money. Apps, apps, apps. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. God, you've embarrassed me in front of Dale. Shocking. Um, uh, what else have I picked? Uh, Functional programming? No. Why I, not? It's got Erlang, I, it's got Haskell. I know, I know. Simon I did Thompson. think about it. I could hear you in my head screaming doing functional programming, but. Um, it's a functional yeah. skill. 
The problem is, is by, that we've been living by this mantra of what would Ed do for so long, and now we're kind of rebelling against it. I it's think. very true, actually. Yeah, he does cast a pretty big shadow, I have to say. Because um, I'm huge. Yeah. That's, no. Uh, and I, I think, oh, I have, have to do advanced Java programming, which I know you didn't like, right? Um, it was so okay. It's okay. Whole, yeah. I but think I that's one of the, the, the core modules, isn't it? On, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had that one as well. <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy it? Um, I, I'm not the biggest Java fan. Yeah. Um, but the, the module itself was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And there's one more, but I can't remember what it is. So, uh, yeah, but that's my week. How about, how about you, Luke? My week's going, it's going pretty well. It's gone really, really busy again, but I'm, I'm in the thick of, um, of a pretty decent site now. It's, it's for an alarms company and there's, um, there's quite a lot of theming involved. There's like a private element and a commercial element and stuff. So a lot of the, the coding and database management and all that stuff's got to be done with all this theming in mind. So it's been quite an interesting challenge. I haven't, actually done a massive amount of coding but i've done a lot of stuff right writing a lot of stuff down on paper i'm like trying to get it right in my head first yeah for um before i actually go ahead because it's not I mean, i've never actually uh tackled a site that's, that's required that before but it's when you think when you scale it down to all the complexities that it involves it's uh it's quite a lot to involve especially when things like using different style sheets and different view files for each theme and stuff and trying to make that as simple and streamlined as possible it's, How uh, did you uh, go about that? Because I these days I, I always bang about it, but I always find it best off to start off with like a pen and a pad. I just is that your kind of process, or do you just kind of dive in and and then see where it takes you? Or? It's a it's more so the pen and the pad these days. I think I've had my fingers yeah. burnt too many times by going in headlong first. Just hack it together, yeah. isn't it? That's, that's the idea of development. You just hack it together. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I draw out a lot of like. And- yeah, spider diagrams and stuff. I, I use a lot of those and um, make notes of what table fields and things I think I'm going to need. If I if I figure, I've kind of got to the point now where I've learned if I can't get it right on paper first, I'm not going to get it right when I'm doing it. And one of the things that I've really grown to hate now is going having to go back over stuff and change it because not because I've got it wrong, but because the plan wasn't right in the first place. So yeah. trying to avoid that at all costs is important to me now. Do you guys um do you guys use a whiteboard at home at all for for side projects or freelancing or anything like that? I do, I do actually have like a small whiteboard, yeah, that I use. It's got to be so, the one of the best things so to have good. in just the house. Just jotting stuff around, and yet you can. And then when you think that was stupid, you can just quickly get it right. It's like <laughs> goodbye. No one saw that. Yeah, yeah, I find that being a dev as well, I'm terrible with um with tiny pens. You know, my hands all ache yeah. after about a minute of <laughs> yeah. usage. But these these big stubby whiteboard markers, they keep me going. So I have one for my uni work, but I do find that like, my wife ends up like writing on loads of chores on there for me. So it kind of, it's not just you then, is it? Me, uh, oh, crikey. Does she try to uh, sneak them into your original plans of action or, you know, like just trying to sneakily slide them in so you don't realize you're doing them? Exactly. I've got Re-factor like a factor code like, while yeah. cleaning your dishes. While washing dishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just end up doing them without realizing I'm Parallel doing it. Parallel programming. <laughs> There is so, one yeah. one really important thing we need to talk about this week before we get on to Dale, I think. Yes. And this is that's our good friend Fraser. Yeah. And if everything that he's been through this week. Dale, are you familiar with, with uh with Fraser and all the stuff that's been going on in the row and Um I'm afraid not, no. No. I've been I've been catching up slowly on the on the podcast. Oh he's um, made he's made the news this week. Oh wow. Yeah, no, it's crazy. 
Who, well, yeah. He, do you want to fill me in? Yeah, I know. <laughs> everyone's just crazy. Goodbye. <laughs> well, he, he's, he's basically, they embarked last week on this, on this road from California to Hawaii, which, okay. uh, wow. I think it's like just over 2,000 miles. And the plan was basically they're going to be two hours on, two hours on. It's a team of four. Um, yep. basically rowing the whole way across. Yeah, it's supposed to take about five weeks. And, and it sounds insane. So yeah. Sounds absolutely <laughs> insane. And that's amazing. They is got, that- is that a personal challenge, or is he uh, is he is he doing it for charity? Bit of both, I think, isn't it? I think, yeah, it, I think it's it, a combination. Yeah, that's awesome. So they they kicked it off last week, and they got I don't know. It must have been about three or four days in, and I think they were they were still less than a hundred miles off land, but you know a good seventy eighty, which is far, probably out of, out of sight of land at that point, I would think. And their boat started taking on water, and okay. um, basically, long story short, they they had to abandon and they had to be airlifted and rescued and stuff and it yeah it's particularly in the southeast over here it's made it's been it's made big news so uh yeah fraser yeah if you hear this fraser we hope you're right we look forward to having you back on and yeah yeah. well he's in las vegas at the moment oh he's fine (laughs) i'm sure he's over it by now then yeah he's just like i'm in las vegas you know (laughs) i can't can't wait to hear about it from from him directly Mm. i think it's uh it's an interesting story to have to tell afterwards isn't it absolutely yeah. Uh, how about you, Ed, man? You, uh, I saw oh, you had right. a bit of a pub crawl the other day or something. Yeah, that wouldn't go really well. Pub trek, you know. Pub trek. That wasn't, yeah, that was kind of messy. Uh, Pubs one thing, usually end that way. <laughs> one thing I did notice today was your design for your website. You know? The, oh, yeah, it's yeah, nice, it? was, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to you to build this thing. I want to, uh, see it on live, you know? Where did you see this? <laughs> oh, it was over Skype. <laughs> oh. Uh, Basically, uh, the guy that I commissioned to design the site for me basically took a, what, basically just a screenshot of edman.com, right? And, uh, and then just photoshopped out the Edman and put Michael Budd in there. Yeah, so right. I, I think it was genius, to be honest with you. Uh, All that, I would like, like to do. Yeah, that is perfect. Just did also, he Ed, the, yeah. did he maintain the brown element that Joe Watkins I know, missing, missing the brown, you know? Oh, man. Isn't, so. that's a form of compliment, isn't it? I yeah. Mean. So, yeah, is, yeah. Picasso, like, real, I guess so. true artist steel or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else exciting? Anything you've learned this week? Um, don't drink on an empty stomach. <laughs> That's a pretty normal one, I think, actually, isn't it? Um, yeah. I can't. No, not really. It's been no. pretty, pretty okay. Yeah, pretty yeah, simple. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, how about you, Del? I don't. Uh, Feel free not to comment if you're working on anything that's uh, top secret. But have you got anything you've been working on this week that you'd like to share? Or um, this week, mostly it's been uh, occupied by my work and in the evening writing. Um, right. So no, no hacking away on stuff this week. Well, apart from in work, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's been most of my time so far. But how uh, much uh, not uh, sleeping? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much of your spare time does uh, writing take up for you then? Like when you're uh, when you're writing a book or something like that. Um, I do it in chunks, but um, well, it depends how I feel about writing in the night. Sometimes you sit down and with the intention to write, and you just don't feel it. Um, and I find that forcing yourself when you get yeah. into that state, it just doesn't lead to anything productive. Um, so I give up, and uh, I'll go and play with something at that point. It's it's rare that I'll go and play a game or something. I'll I'll start hacking with something. Um, yeah. But but most evenings, I'd say I'll give it a go um, and and see how it works. Especially when I'm writing. I'm, technically writing two books side by side at present so, uh, it oh, takes wow. a lot of time is this ph pandas and and code happy or code so uh, which one's the newest one code code happy code is bright. the second one isn't it code bright sorry that's embarrassing yeah. <laughs> it's okay not a problem it's uh similar names 
Um, yeah, yeah, those two. So uh, I'm writing a book called PHP Pandas, which is um, an introduction to PHP. It's a, it's more of a syntax book that that someone who's never in, uh, taken part in any form of development before um, can pick up and, and get started with PHP development. Um, and then, of course, I've got Code Bright, which is my um, beginner's title for the Laravel framework that's that's slowly turning into um, Encyclopedia Laravel, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible. Yeah. How many pages are you up to now with that? Uh, I think we're we 400 or so, over 400 now. Um, yeah, yeah, 413 or something like that. I predict it to be with what I've planned out. And again, this this tends to change because I'll I'll add in new chapters if people request them or if they want to know about something specific. Um, but I imagine the book's probably going to be about 650 pages in its finished form. Um, so looking forward to getting that printed and on the shelf, just Very just cool. to weigh down the yeah. shelf. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like your writing style, actually. I, I, t- I tend to do Thanks, most mate. of my learning from videos, but uh, I definitely found that the Laravel books you wrote were far easier to learn from than any of the videos, really. Um, I like Jeffrey Way's videos, but yeah. yeah I mean, Laracast is fantastic. So Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. But I mean, the, the the whole even the whole way you write the introduction definitely sets the scene to uh, to get people to want to read on and learn it. So, you That's know, what I like to hear. Thanks. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, big fan. Honestly, yeah, I'm. Uh, I love both books, and I constant. I mean, I don't do an awful work with Laravel at the moment, but in the projects where I have been working on it, I'm constantly referring back to various bits and bobs. So. That's brilliant. I've been told by a lot of people that they tend to keep. Um, you, have you seen the mini site I had for Code Bright? It's it's essentially got all of the content of the book up online for free, um, but a lot of people keep that tab open as a reference tab um, in their browser while they're working day to day with Laravel. And I think I think those are the only hits I get on my website. <laughs> <laughs> it's like come to my other website. Come to my from. <laughs> oh, you mean I didn't have to pay for it? <laughs> you didn't have to pay for it. No. Uh, oh. Right, Knowledge right. should be free, uh, but if they choose to pay to support my writing, that's just gravy, right? Ah, and I did. <laughs> so. I think there's something to be said for having like a, a physical resource, like a book, though. Like especially if you like, if you go away on holiday or something. Okay, maybe you shouldn't be doing learning about programming on your holiday, but it's something nice. I think personally, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm not taking away the fact that the web is an amazing resource for uh, for stuff like that. But definitely something to say. Something to be said for having the book, I think. I agree. You don't want a full website on a laptop yeah. or a pad when you're settling down to, to bed yeah. or something. I, I tend to read a lot before bed. Absolutely. Um, if nothing else, you feel like you've actually got away from the computer for the day, even if you're yeah. reading about programming. So, yeah. yeah, even if you're still on an e-reader. <laughs> Just yeah. can't your way <laughs> yeah. yourself away completely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you got any, any future book plans then, or are these, I mean, these are obviously all, all big projects at the moment, so they're probably going to be taking up quite a lot of your time in the future. Um, I, I've got a few ideas for Definite. Um, I like writing books for beginners. Um, I just feel like it's a really, really fun to be able to, to impact on someone and um, help them learn a new skill. Uh, and also, a lot of the feedback that you get is really rewarding when you um, when you help out beginners. Um, so I'd probably I'd, I'd still like to write introductions to things. Maybe um, I do a lot of front-end work as well, so maybe like a CSS book. Um, oh, that'd be cool. But like the idea of that. Uh, that that's one that's been on the back burner for a while. Um, uh, what else? People keep asking me to write an Objective C book, 
But um, <laughs> given that I don't really know Objective C, I feel like I probably should get started now. Um, but it's it's that's my um, you know we're all, we're all learning something in the background, and Objective C yeah. is the thing I'm learning at the moment. Uh, so maybe at some what happened point. when Swift uh, came along? Yeah, it completely changed. <laughs> when Swift came out, I um, I was watching the keynote as most most people yeah. were. I assume a little tear um, yeah. or. <laughs> no, a huge excitement. Yep. Um, I despise the syntax of Objective C. Um, it, it's it's horrible it to is approach something different, learner. isn't it? It is uh... definitely. So um, I was completely excited. I grabbed the book and, not knowing anything about iOS Dev, um, I read the entire Swift book that night. Oh wow! Um, so I could say that I can just about write Swift code now, but I can't make apps of any kind. So it's the, <laughs> it's the most useful language that I've got in my toolkit. Uh, useless lang- language in my toolkit. I what are the, uh, the the standout features of Swift? <coughs> I think I read that you can have uh, you can return multiple um, objects. Can you or something in, the, in your methods with Swift? Yeah, is that right? it's uh, it's called a tuple. So like a yeah, set of cool, results. Yeah. yeah um, there's also there's a bunch of uh, different types of structures there. I, I probably couldn't name them now because it's been a while since I read the book. Um, but being uh, mostly a web developer, I was I was kind of impressed by uh, the range of structures you could use. I don't know if they're there in Objective C either because I know a lot of it can be translated across. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a fantastic looking language. It's very. Um, I'd say it's very JavaScript-ish without all of the crazy callbacks. Maybe. I think I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think you don't deal with memory allocation or any of that fun stuff. I think you, yeah. you have pointers and stuff like that. I think they kind of abstract that away. But you can still use it. You can still use it you if you st- want to. That's yeah. the beautiful thing about it, having that power yeah. but not having to use it all the time and get burnt. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting seeing how um, uh, traditional Objective-C coders take to it. Um, so in my learning, I thought, hey, I've, I've gone and looked at Swift, and I like it. Um, I want to learn some iOS dev. Uh, so I, I picked up an Objective-C book, and I figured, hey, why don't I try and translate this line for line into Swift as I go along? Um, that wasn't the best idea, as it happens. Uh, it just it, it took forever to learn something simple doing it that way. Um, so now I'm back on Objective-C, unfortunately. <laughs> Oh. Do you think that other people who uh, really swear by Objective C, or is it literally they're kind of like forced to to program it because of the uh, building apps and stuff like iOS? I don't think they've had a lot of choice really, other than these, um, yeah, uh, the these sort of web view type um, stop gaps, I guess you could call them. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess they haven't had a lot of choice. Uh, maybe mm. they're conditioned to like the language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe they really do, and it's just just me that doesn't enjoy the syntax. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think that once the um, the educational materials for iOS dev they catch up, um, and a few of them switch over to Swift, I think we're going to see a massive influx of iOS devs. Yeah, yeah, it's going to attract a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so I I think we uh, had some questions to uh, to throw at you if, if that's okay. Awesome. The interrogation, Jack Bowers yeah. now. Um, <laughs> not just. Should I point a lamp? <laughs> yeah. oh. um, Lewis, do you want to go first? Okay. Dale, I, I have, uh, I've actually got 13 questions written down here. Wow. We obviously don't have to get through them all. Pick a number, <laughs> 1 to 13. Um, I like 7. 7. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so you've, uh, you've just been talking about the book that you've written, you're writing for PHP Beginners. Um, PHP Panda. Um, how did you yourself learn PHP? What was your kind of route into it? You know, it was so it was so long ago. I can't remember exactly 
my my process in learning. I know that I started off as uh, somewhat of a, a script kiddie or a hacker, um, as I guess a lot of people were back then. Um, so my my first experiences with PHP um, were getting into web development, and once you once you played around with um, HTML and CSS for a while, you kind of you want something a bit more dynamic. Yeah. Um, and I came across PHP in that way. Um, so lots of you know procedural. Um, scripts and, and messy things. Like I think back to it now, I wasn't even using includes right away for, for repetitive sections of pages, um, anything like that. An entire mess. Um, that's how I got started. Um, I guess from there on, you know, I, I got a bit better and I learned to use includes and to set up, um, set up my code in such a way to avoid repetition and things like that. But I was still writing procedural code. Um, I suppose as I, I left uni. Um, that's when I got my first uh, full-time job as a web developer, um, and I came across the framework scene. Uh, started out with um, CodeIgniter myself, and really got into OO Dev from there. Um, so I, I, I think that's uh, that's what started me off along the way. Awesome. Did you? Uh, sorry to interrupt. Um, did you learn OO? And then you uh, applied that with a framework, or you literally came across OO because you were playing with a framework that used OO principles. I'd I'd used OO with other languages um, yeah. in between this stage. Um, so you know, uh, I, I guess you can approach most C-like languages uh, apart yeah. from Objective C. I'd like to say um, <laughs> in a similar fashion. So doing things with Java and Uni um, really yeah. reinforced OO, and I, I guess I kept those principles when I went back to PHP after leaving Uni. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Do you find that that PHP's made it easier to learn other languages? Do you see it as a good route into to kind of branching out from there? Um, well, I've chosen it for this book. I think PHP is a good beginner language now. Um, yeah. With with all the recent advancements in the in the language, it's it's quite powerful. Um, I think it's it's going to tempt a lot of people, especially with the frameworks we've got. And I've obviously got to mention Laravel there. Laravel is a great way to get started with PHP. I, d- I think it, you know, you don't necessarily um, once you've learned the basics of the language, a syntax, etc. You could you could probably go straight into a framework now. You wouldn't have to learn all the design patterns that you might later use day to day. I, I think Laravel's made the the entry barrier for for building great things with PHP, and not just Laravel, obviously other frameworks as well. Um, but it's greatly lowered the, the entry barrier for learning PHP. Like CodeIgniter three. Rest in peace. I'm joking. Sorry. <laughs> well, I still got a lot of love for CodeIgniter. Yeah, I was going to say, what yeah. are your thoughts on the current situation? <laughs> I think. It's sad, isn't it, that CodeIgniter has kind of died. And I think I'm very similar to you where, you know, I kind of got into PHP, did it the wrong way at first. Then you kind of look at frameworks like CodeIgniter and you're like, wow, this is awesome. You know, you can build these things up. And yeah, I think a lot of developers like in our kind of age range, they all kind of feel the same way about CodeIgniter that it was really there at the start. I think your framework grows with you. Um, It's definitely happened with Laravel, but CodeIgniter is exactly what I needed to get started with the web framework. Um, and I, uh, again, I took part in, uh, what I, I found my place in the CodeIgniter community and there's some amazing guys. They're absolutely amazing devs. Um, so I, I definitely enjoyed my time with that framework. Do you find that a lot of them or most of them have moved to Laravel or do you think there's been other like Symphony or Zend even or maybe like Kahana? I'd say maybe a year after I first switched to Laravel. 
there was a massive influx of um, of Code Igniter devs. I was who, definitely one of them. All <laughs> right, okay. Um, and I think I think that's where we we gained gained most of our numbers from the Code Igniter community. But I feel like we're um, we're, we're gaining developers from from all across the the framework gap now. Um, I think people are just liking uh, liking the the really simple and clear approach that we're we're taking to the, essentially what is the syntax of the framework. Um, people see see the example code and the example documentation, and instantly it's appealing. I think just from the look of it, uh, if you don't like the whole verbose enterprisey stuff, <laughs> that is yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and the documentation is amazing. I don't know if you have a part in that. Um, it's absolutely uh, amazing. Most of it's Taylor now. It's um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Doc. So I mean, that really is kind of the win on any open source software, isn't it? Having good documentation. So important, yeah. yeah. You know, simple, yeah. quick examples to get because we're devs. We want to see the nice, shiny thing to see how it works, you know, and then we'll be able to get into it. And having those quick kind of examples is really a good sell. Yeah, I think it has a really good balance when it comes to examples and actually the uh, the text description of what's there. Yeah. Because um, I myself, I tend to skim over docs looking at the examples. Absolutely the same. Um, yep. Yeah. But I'm sure I'm sure people who are just starting out with it just find as much value in the text that's between them as well. Yeah, so I know, I think the the documentation for Laravel has got better and better actually because I mean, you know, we famously joke about that time that I installed was it Laravel three that I installed at two in the morning like after our night out or <laughs> it's I, the I only way. It, it is the only way. But I remember like even in my half drunk state, like effortlessly installing Laravel. To be honest with the you, the seal of approval. <laughs> yeah, drunk I mean, and you can still understand it. That <laughs> should be the QA. You wouldn't be able system. to do that with Symphony. I think um, I think I'm going to have to have a talk with Taylor and see if we can get some kind of um, <laughs> statistics on drunk installs. <laughs> I will happily be your guinea pig at any time. Oh dear. With, with the Laravel um, documentation, I think I, I read a tweet or I read something. It might have been from Taylor himself or a, a while ago or something, but suggesting making a video tutorial for each part of the documentation is that is that something that would ever actually happen or is likely to happen or? Uh, I think was if we were going to go down that route, we'd probably interact with Laracast. Yes, I think that would be. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think Actually, that would be, be taking away a lot of Jeffrey Way's market share, wouldn't it? Or, or helping him. <laughs> help, out I think it. it would help. Yeah, both. yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, great callus, yeah, and then great documentation. Absolutely. So I've got uh, kind of like rewinding a bit. Like, how did you get into programming? Like, what drew you to it? Kind of as a kid or as a teenager? Um, so I guess to explain further, I've, I've always been into computers in one shape or form. You know, I got, I got my first one when I was six. Um, I trashed it. I was formatting <laughs> it and reinstalling things and just learning how different operating systems work. Um, you know, and I, I've done other things besides web development as a, a lot of us probably have, you know, ranging from like sysadmin to, to tech support jobs to front end roles and things like that. Um, but what I, I like more than anything else is um, is creating things. I, I definitely like building something and seeing it um, seeing it improve uh, gradually as I go along. Um, so what I used to do, I used to hack together websites. Once I discovered how how easy essentially HTML is, um, just just crafting things, getting some text on screen. It's like, oh look, if I if I add this, I've got background colors and. Uh, spinny gifs and things like this. This is the GeoCities age. Obviously. Oh, the legend! <laughs> but, uh, the golden age. Yeah, golden age for definite. Um, but just seeing things come together and build up and learning new skills that way is something I really enjoy. 
Um, and I'd say that that curiosity brought me towards uh, development in general. I just I just built on it from there. Um, if there's if I see someone doing something um, that I'm amazed by, I really want to learn it. That's it. It's that it's that kind of it will eat you, won't it? Just I want to know how they do that. How do you do Definitely. that? And yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I see um, I see illustrators making things, and I I suck at drawing. Um, it's one thing I'd love to be good at. I feel like there's a massive gap in the, my skill set, um, and that that that's illustrating because I I love design. Be like the why um, of uh, the PHP world. <laughs> be fantastic if I could get the doodles down. I'd yeah. definitely go for it. Loads of pandas, chunky bacon, and pandas. <laughs> awesome yeah um yeah it's it's creativity and curiosity that drives me that's so good and so that then brought you went to uni then to study computer science um yeah well um i guess i went to uni like most people to gain the qualification that most jobs ask for yep um but uh, i definitely learned learned a lot about java then as i said um about development so i I don't regret that at all um it was fantastic yeah it was definitely a stage of uh, my career that that changed the way that i work no one ever comes on the show and raves about Java. That really upsets me. I, I, everyone knows I'm a big Java fan, but there's never any love for it anywhere, is there? I just find that almost everything that that I run that is Java, I, I, yeah. I kind of have a sigh beforehand. So I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'll, I'll launch Solar and I'll be like, oh, God. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'll load up the JVM and all that. <laughs> and uh, what's the other one, uh, the, the Atlassian products like um, Jira, setting up Jira. I yep. think, oh, no, not again. Why can't this just be Ruby? <laughs> uh, even Ruby would be fantastic instead. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Mickey. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, I think, to be fair, it's my lack of knowledge of other languages I need to... Uh, to keep on cracking on to find it so hard to find the time to keep trying different languages but i know it's something i need to do better at but i think more exposure will probably make me lose think, my love for java a little bit maybe i think having language pride is never a bad thing though um yeah i consider myself a php dev i use other languages but i'm definitely a php dev and uh i'm sure a lot of people sigh? frown do you find people like i find when i say <laughs> that they're like oh you're a php dev and then you have to kind of prove to you you know like no look yeah. maybe the right way we yeah. do it the right way now. Laravel, simply, you know, these. We're learning now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we're, we're grown ups. <laughs> we're changing. Yeah. Um, I, I've been at recruitment events, um, where we've said that we're, we're advertising for, for developer roles and they come up and they're like, yeah, Java.net. Yeah. 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 And you just say, you say, no, no, you know, it's a, it's a PHP stack and you will see a face drop every now and again. Yeah. Um, or just, uh, just a look of, oh, are you really developing? Are you sure you're not just spewing out stuff? Yeah, it's like you're not WordPress sites, is it? You know, yeah. Just yeah. yeah, I, I think um, I think PHP is just now uh, moving away from that impression. I think uh, I think we're finally free of that image. Um, well, I think it's think, projects like Laravel that are really doing that, aren't they? That that are bringing these new things in and showing you people mm-hmm. and definitely, I'd say Laravel, Composer, and Fig are the um, they've got to be the main things. Uh, the main the main improvements that we've had recently. Um, yeah. So if someone asked me what the uh, you know the most important project at the moment um, in PHP is, I I wouldn't say Laravel, despite my involvement and you know, crazy enthusiasm for it. I'd say Composer. Yeah, it's revolu- um, It's just changed the whole ball game, hasn't it? For the, any PHP project, it's it's fantastic. I I can't find a way of starting a PHP project without Composer, even if I'm not using a framework. Completely agree. I'm I really sorry to sound like a complete noob here, guys, but um, I, don't worry, I know what Composer is. Uh, but I was going to say, Fig, I'm not that uh, 
up That's to Phil, date Phil Sturgeon's thing, Phil Sturgeon's thing, We talk, It's the Framework <laughs> Interoperability Group. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. I'm not good with acronyms. Sorry. Yeah, okay, look yeah, at, yeah. at yeah. Uh, Podcast 28. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Schooled wow. in your own podcast. That, that was my research for this podcast. I went and I saw that Phil's there. And Phil's a, he's a fantastic yes. guy, really fun. So I thought, oh, this will be yeah. great to have, a, have an introduction to uh, your podcast. Yeah. It was fantastic. Awesome. Uh, Lou, any more questions from your 13? We'll pick a number. Uh, I think they'll go for it. Um, let's go for uh, four. Four. Um, I may, we may have already kind of covered this. It was what, <laughs> uh, planning on future what, uh, books that you'd like to write in the future. So you, you want- kind of talked about that with your CSS, didn't you? But. Do you want to go and pick one? <laughs> it's just easier if you've got the list in front of you, I think. Yeah, this is just cheating, you know, Luke. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've got I've got a good one here actually. We're um we're we're fortunate enough hopefully to um to have Taylor himself on a show in a, in a couple of weeks or so. Um That's it. He he obviously must get asked like the same questions all the time. So we obviously want to make that show interesting. So what kind of uh, subjects do you think we should focus on with him to make it obviously <laughs> worth his while and stuff? Um and so interesting questions to ask Taylor. Yeah. Um <laughs> any inside jokes that will be stuff- funny. Stuff where stuff where he's not going to think. Oh, I've I've spoken about that a million times. You know, wouldn't make it a bit different to to all the questions that he normally gets asked. Sure. Um, inside jokes you were talking about definitely bring up some references to. Uh, have you guys seen Monkey Dust, the old British, very dry humour comedy show? I haven't, but I will check out on YouTube tonight. It's sort of. Um, I find that Americans don't really like uh, very dry, edgy British yeah. humour, but but yeah. Taylor absolutely loves it. So. I hooked him up with that, and we've got a lot of silly inside jokes based off that show. Uh, that are probably not suitable for a podcast, actually, given the content of it. But there we go. Um, yeah, he loves he loves that stuff. He loves the British Office um, and that kind of thing. Um, I think I think the best uh, questions to ask him. You say that you want something different, but um, just his process of thinking up fe- features um, and. Uh, the the act of thinking of the um, the end usage before the implementation, um, I think that that's always really interesting. Like the idea of thinking how I'm going to use this component before writing any of the any of the code that actually makes it happen. Um, that's always an interesting process. I kind sure. of think that one of the advantages that Laravel has over other frameworks is that a lot of these other frameworks kind of get tied down in like that kind of like committee type chat about what's going to come in whereas with laravel it's kind of like still got taylor at the head of it and you see him on twitter all the time saying oh should i bring in this or what should i bring in next he's still mm. kind of got that kind of not that he's a dictator but you know he's still got that the, the bfl that um, no, in a good way the control. yeah exactly yeah great. yeah and it keeps it flowing and evolving i think i think it's qa isn't it yeah. More than anything, um, that's what I find is useful with it. So there are there are people that that sometimes say, um, "Aren't you worried about this being led by one guy?" Um, but yeah. uh, I I'm not, in all honesty. When it, when you see what Taylor does with it and how how uh, refined the framework is, because he's got that level of QA, um, yeah. because he's got that f- that final decision over things. Um, I, I I definitely just think it's worth it. I don't think we're missing out on anything there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like to make to, you know to turn the uh, turn the conversation to the typical. Yeah, but what happens if he kicks the bucket tomorrow? Um, <laughs> but, you know, I won't ask yeah. him that one. <laughs> yeah. What are you planning but, to kick like, the bucket? <laughs> I really hope it doesn't happen. Definitely, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I'm sure the I'm sure the community would would 
would pick up his um, ideology and try and try and continue with Laravel because we we love what he's doing and we we yeah. see his intention. Um, yeah. Definitely, I, I try to I try to ensure that you know it becomes a good tribute to his name. Perhaps. I, I suppose what? that. Oh, sorry. Like, no, I, I, all I was going to say quickly is that what's what's kind of specifically is your involvement in it, or do you are you were just in like a group of with Taylor with and Phil and a few of the other guys that are just kind of mm-hmm. generally all working together and stuff, or do you have any um, specific Laravel based roles or? Um, so, like a, a brief history of my my Laravel um, involvement, I guess I uh, I swapped across from from CodeIgniter when there was like three of us or so using the framework. Um, so this is version, I think it was version two point seven. It was definitely two something. Um, and I, w- I was brought in by the the docs. I, th- I thought they were fantastic, and just the style of it. I was like, it was everything I was jealous of when it came to Ruby, um, but but still with PHP, which is fantastic. Um, so I joined the the IRC channel, and I nagged Phil Sparks, who was the the expert at the time, almost constantly. Lots of inside jokes about how much I owe him when it comes to <laughs> education. Um, and from there, it, it it built up slowly. We got a, f- a few more people on the um, from the CodeIgniter side of the things. Um, and my book was originally a set of tutorials on my blog. I think that helped to to bring people over because it was the first real um, set of educational materials on the framework. Um, but around version three, I became really involved with um, uh, creating certain components for it. So I wrote the profiler um, in Laravel three that a lot of people liked. I, wrote- I love that. I love that. Mm. Yep, I I really want to want to try and get one working for four again. Um, I know that Taylor's got shown me something that that's kind of similar in a way. Um, I don't know whether that was a throwaway or not, though. So don't don't get too excited about it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I did that. I I did a lot of work on the um, the early websites for for Laravel. Um, Things like the paste bit uh, bin just to support the community, just loads of design work, um, minor con- contributions, um, and that sort of that sort of nested me in the core of the framework. I guess that's where I got my name from. That and and writing these articles that later became Code Happy. Um, lately, uh, Taylor, well, as you know, Taylor does most of the work on the framework, and I will I will push back something if I come across it in my day-to-day work and I feel like there's something missing. That's normally where my contributions come from. But mostly it's um, it's writing about the framework lately. Um, Taylor still you know, chats to me on a regular basis and I like to feed back on the ideas that he has. Um, so I like to think that's useful as well. I think the support network around the framework is absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's, it's unparalleled to any of the others, isn't it? I think... The, like you said, the documentation is really important, but mm. um, just being approachable is is probably more important. Um, just just getting people to be excited about the framework and to start using it. And you, if you don't get help with what you're working on, then uh, you're not going to have that enthusiasm. Sure. So, so do you use Laravel on a day-to-day basis then? That the work? <coughs> um, I do, yes. Awesome. Um, we're, um, uh, I can't say too much about what I'm working on, but we're, we're working on a, uh, a service-based platform at the moment, and several parts of it use Laravel. Cool. Yep. Uh, I could I could say a bit more about my, uh, my uh, the company that I yeah, work Yeah, please do. Mm. Awesome. Um, so I work for a London-based startup called Park at My House. Uh, have you guys heard of them at all? I have actually had yep. a look at the website, yep. So... This is question number six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, do, you, do you want to do you want to mention question number six? I'm I'm sure that I'm answering it in the correct <laughs> way. Or 
Um, it, all it was, yeah, just literally how it came about, and um, also other significant projects that you might have going on at the moment. So yeah, but yeah, mainly how it all came about. I think it's a great idea. Okay. Um, so I'm not working on the the current site, uh, the current website that you're seeing there. We we've got we've got something very new and exciting on the way. Um, but the um, the the idea for the company came from a guy called uh, Anthony Eskenazi, who's uh, who's my boss. He's the founder of the company. Um, he was out at a uh, a ball game out in the U.S. and desperate for somewhere to park. And uh, the idea came into his head. Um, all, all of these people have got extra, you know, extra private dri- uh, driveways and you know pieces of land that's that's private that other people could be using. Why aren't we Why aren't we making use of this when parking is such a problem? Um, yeah. So, so the idea of park at my house is not only can you go on there to find really cheap um, and really convenient parking, um, but you could go on there as a property owner, um, list your driveway or driveways, um, set up instant bookings, and you could you can just make passive income, um, which is fantastic. I'm sure. It's a everyone. great idea. It really what is. Sort of, what sort of money are they charging for that? Um, the company itself, you mean? No, the, to, for the people to actually rent a parking space. Um, they can uh, the property owners can can provide their own uh, pricing model. Oh right, okay. Yep, and it's depending upon the amount of time, but you can, you can price by day and you can price by week and and things like that. It's it's really flexible model. But essentially, the the property owner will take a hundred percent of what they're asking for. We uh, we take a small commission on top of what the driver pays, so you get exactly what you're asking for when you're a when you're a property owner. Perfect. That's a great idea. It is. A uh, we're idea, also yeah. um, we're also hiring at the moment, by the way, um, for for many many technical positions. So, uh, if anyone's listening to this and they're interested, definitely get in touch with me. I'm uh, Dale at parkatmyhouse.com. And we'll put all of it in the show notes and all that funky stuff. Brilliant. Thanks. Along with my CV. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sending you now. Don't laugh at it. <laughs> uh, what yeah, kind can of we rules? edit that bit out? We're all going to apply. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep that bit out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. kind of, uh, so you said like, many technical roles, so all sorts of kind of stuff, is it? Or uh, Yeah, mean- yeah. we're always looking for, for interesting, skilled people. Um, it's not so much about the role, it's, it's about the person. Uh, it's about having the right attitude towards development, um, learning, and uh, wanting to build something fantastic for our users. Oh, that sounds free out. Damn it. Um, but yeah, no, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds awesome. But that's a exactly right mantra, isn't it? I think I always think, um, like whenever we interview for developer stuff, I, like one of the first questions I ask is like, what do you do in your spare time? Cause it, yeah, it definitely. just, you can sum up a person pretty much with that, I find. Yeah. If it's a hobby, you know that someone's going to enjoy what they do if they yeah. work as a hobby. Um, I also find that if you if you limit the amount of roles that you're looking to hire, then that that really awesome guy could send you an email and you've you've hit your quota. And you know why why aren't you making use of this awesome guy? Like what, that's what, a really good way of looking at it. Girl? Um, yeah, you yeah. Know, we should be using that that that, that person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, Ed, you had like three thousand questions, didn't you? I do have a couple. Yeah, so. With the Laravel project, uh, this is kind of a weird, but where do you see it going? I don't know any insider stuff, but more in yourself, like where do you see the Laravel project going in the next, like version five and so forth? Um, well, I don't know if you saw the tweets recently, but but Taylor was asking about um, possible integrations with um, with front end tool sets and and things like that. I I quite like that idea, like a method of getting really start uh, started really quickly with. Um, the full setup, because obviously Laravel, yeah, 
yeah, Laravel provides the framework right now. Um, but you might be writing, uh, just say, like a back end for an Ajax uh, app, a single page application. Um, and you'll you'll have to structure that yourself right now. You'll have to pull that into the framework. And some people like that control. I kind of like that control, but I know that a lot of people would like to just get started really quickly. So and it provides a good base, doesn't it? As well, like you're on the right track if you're following this. Yeah, it's reassurement, I, I suppose. Yeah, reassuring. Um, I also uh, I like the way that that Taylor's headed with the the whole experience. So um, right from from. Building your your first Laravel app locally with Homestead, just an incredibly yep. easy process to to deploying it in like a click to uh, to forge as well. So having that that start to end experience is something that not a lot of uh, frameworks have. In fact, I'm, I'm fairly sure that we might be the only one. I think, I think actually, yeah, it probably is the only one in the PHP world, and probably in a, actually probably in a lot of other languages. I can't really think of anyone any framework that actually does that. Yeah, door to door kind of. It's fantastic that Laravel is becoming uh, something much bigger than than a framework. It's more a, a whole workflow for a developer to to ease the pain of a developer. Do you think it get a bit diluted on it, or do you think there's still fo- enough focus, enough time to focus on the framework side and Forge and Homestead and the um, end? Well, I, I I still see that that Laravel is advancing, and Taylor's always making calls for for new features. So I, I'm I'm pretty sure that he's he's definitely ex- uh, excited about what's upcoming in the future versions. I don't think it's I don't think we're we're definitely not done with the framework by any means, but we just want to uh, to provide um, just more services on the side. You know, anything that we can do to make developers' life easier or more enjoyable, so cool. I think it's worth yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. That's a great. How about you, Mickey? In terms of uh, the questions that I had, yes, <laughs> yes, uh, I think Lou has maliciously stolen all of my questions. Oh, um, sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. Don't. Uh, I guess one of my questions was going to be, um, uh, and you kind of touched on it before, really, but um, in terms of your loyalty to a, a framework, I mean, I mean, if if something else came along, would you still feel like loyal to stick to Laravel, or are you always looking for the best thing, or what's your kind of mindset on that, really? Um, I obviously feel uh, with with how long I've been involved in Laravel and and how yeah. fond I am of the community, I'm always going to be. Um, I, I'd like to think that I'll always be present there, and um, I'll always be enjoying the the company of people there. But if if something came along and smashed Laravel, you know, just out of the scene, and I th- I think I think uh, even Taylor would be would be interested in seeing how that works, and you know, yeah. playing with it. Uh, I think that's the nature of a developer. You want the you want the best tool for the job that you're doing, or the one that makes uh, what you're working on um, as simple or as clean and as straightforward as you can. Um, so I yeah. definitely, I definitely have a go at it, but I don't, yeah. I think, I'd, I don't think the, the community that we have of developers, um, sorry, the, the Laravel community of developers would dilute if that happened either. We, a lot of the people that I know in the Laravel community were good friends in the Codeigniter community. We tend to shift around, um, mm. luckily not, not from Laravel recently. Uh, yeah, sure. So, so that community's got a whole lot bigger, um, but if there was a new t- new tool, I'd like to think that we'd all we'd all you know try it out together. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good attitude. And like for me, I think one of my bad traits, if I'm you know putting my hands up, is I think I was I was definitely slow to get out of Codeigniter um, because it's what I I knew, and I was I think mm-hmm. too loyal to Codeigniter. And I remember 
like one of the things Ed first said to me was like, you know, never be loyal to your code, like always be willing to move on. And, um, yeah, definitely. And, but now I, I completely agree, like moving over to Laravel and, um, I only really use it in my, um, kind of spare time because, uh, at work we were kind of tied into the, uh, the code base that we have at the moment, but, um, it's definitely the way I want to push our company, but, you, you can't really argue now that Laravel is using the the most modern parts of PHP, and yeah. you have to at the moment. I think you have to go that way, in, in my in my opinion. And uh, since most of the the modern frameworks are also built on top of Composer or powered by Composer, yeah. Um, yeah. it means that we we don't you know Laravel itself is uh, a great framework as a package, but it's it's uh, it's a collection of many other awesome things. Yeah. Um, and if another framework came along, I, I'd be willing to met, uh, bet money that, but that it would be using some of those core Laravel components just because of how fantastic they are. Um, so I, yeah. I don't think I don't think it would be jumping ship in that sense. It would just be just be sharing. It would just be the open natural aggression, almost experimenting. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's the great thing about Composer, isn't it? The fact that all these things that people have built, you're building on the shoulder of giants, and event, you know, you're just building up and up without having to re-implement the stack each time. Definitely, I find that your toolkit um, grows from day to day as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a it's a brilliant piece of software. Um, one actually thing you are quite famous for is your color themes, <laughs> and I really do it's love a... them. They are amazing. <laughs> um, I you have a very good, you know, color palette. I don't know how to word this. Like, very good at working <laughs> yeah. out what colors work yes. match. And very nice yes. eyes. Is yes. that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, beautiful eyes. Um, so I was just wondering, like, what start, I suppose you just started to do them yourself and then kind of release them, but what they just become um, into this big old... Uh... I could tell you how it started. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so uh, I love Sublime. Um, yep. it, it's it's sad that it's not been updated since December, actually, but I'm I'm still using it right now. Uh, I'm not panicking yet. Um, it's a fantastic it's editor. It's not going to be a TextMate thing. It's like, it's no, TextMate. <laughs> I hope not. Um, but uh, I was using Monokai for ages, which is the default theme that comes with it, the pink and green and blue one. Um, amazing color scheme as well, like a great choice for a default color scheme for an editor. Um, I myself, I'm a huge fan of design, uh, color. I, I love that side of things. Like I, I've got a lot of time for, for designers and, and UX, uh, UX specialists and that kind of stuff. Um, and I think that color and design plays a, a much more important role in, um, things that we build than, than a lot of developers are ac- account for. Um, and related to that, we spend most of our time, um, in our text editors. I mean, we're, we're nerds and we're, we we've do got indeed. Yep. Yeah rammed up against our laptop screens or our monitors um looking at these these lines of code in in uh well probably monokai is what it was before the themes <laughs> came along um so i spent a lot of time there and i did like monokai but i thought oh, it's it's horrible to be using the same thing all the time it'd be amazing if i could try and beat this color scheme i couldn't find anything else that would that was as nice to me um so i wrote a theme called fresh cut um i looked at how themes were made and they're just they're just xml they're the um text TextMate format um, for Sublime as well. Um, and I wrote Fresh Cut, which is uh, like a bluey, greeny, fresh cut grass idea. Um, actually, that's not blue. No, I think the sky was the, <laughs> was the blue, possibly. Just one of those fresh summer days. Um, uh, and uh, it, it went down really well. I shared it around the, the Laravel community originally. I know that Sean McCool was, uh, was a massive fan of it. Um, and it was really fun. Uh, I was using that for a long time. Um, and then later I found myself in this exact same position where, um, 
I thought, oh god, I've been using Fresh Cut for like you know months now. Uh, where am I going to find something better? Than this? <laughs> so it was one of those weekends where you know I thought I'll just hack on something. So mm-hmm. I uh, I opened up the editor um, and I made a theme called what did I make after that? That was Peacock actually, uh, which is probably my my most popular theme to date. Um, so I wrote Peacock and then I thought, hey, that was kind of fun. Uh, the day isn't over yet. I'll write a few more. Um, so I probably wrote, wrote around 20 color schemes that day. Wow. <laughs> um, and I, I, I pushed them to GitHub thinking, no one's going to use these. Um, and the, the stars, I, I tweeted it as well, just in case anyone wanted them. And the stars on GitHub just kept rolling and rolling in, uh, which you know spurred me on to, to go and, and write more of these color schemes. I, I swear that weekend I must have wrote about 60 or so. Uh, I was taking requests at point. At, at some point, so I know that uh, Dan Horrigan had uh, Earth Song. Uh, who else? To, I obviously did a. There was one for Taylor, the Laravel one, and the uh, the Userscape guys had one. Uh, also, the major requests. I've I've now got one for for you know Zach Kitzmiller. Yep. Um, there's a there's a theme in there called Zach's that's kind of like a purpley orangey like Halloween type theme. <laughs> that's a that's a fantastic one if you want to give that a go. He's a fantastic guy, so well worth uh, dedicating that one to him. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy um, with with how enthusiastic the devs are about it. Um, so the the package now is actually more than Sublime. I wrote um, like an MVC style generator for these themes, um, which means that I can I can map an editor um, pattern once and then apply all my so themes awesome. to the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, I've got I've got Sublime. I've got the UI of Sublime. Uh, let me bring this up here. What Atom. I... I remember when Atom came out, there was like a massive like, <laughs> Dale, get on it. We need. <laughs> uh, I got the invite in the morning from one of the GitHub guys, um, but I was uh, I was unfortunately at uh, a funeral that day, so I, I, c- I couldn't work on it right away, um, obviously. But uh, I kept getting tweets um, all day. It was probably really unpolite to have my phone on at a funeral, but um, but that's how it goes and. Uh, yeah, so I got home that same evening, uh, looked at the format for it, and it turns out it's basically TextMate, but with in in CSS, so that like the selectors were the same. It's just ah. the format, and I was like, yes, it, boom, that, easy. That's, that's the start. Um, so yeah, that same night I got um, I got the Atom themes out. Um, uh, now I've got the Atom UI themes as well. They're on the way. I've got Coda. Uh, I've got the JetBrains editors, which I'm very uh, they, happy about. <laughs> They still need some work. I, I've got to admit, they're a little bit behind when it comes to uh, Sublime, but they're, they're absolutely massive files. It's, it's one of my pet pains. Um, I still need to nail that. But I'm, I've generated things like bootstrap templates for the variables files to match. Um, pretty print, you know, the Google pretty yep. print samples that you use on websites as well as loads of, there's Xcode there now. And essentially, I can write a file once and generate it for all the themes. That's it's, so cool. It's really cool. So do you, with your color choices, do you go through the same type of math and stuff with Solarize did? Because I think they did like this whole like which te- uh, math. I don't know what they did. Some crazy thing. <coughs> uh, Solarize, you can use. Um, it's the same color set on both light and dark backgrounds, um, so they're they're neutral to both of those backgrounds. Uh... I, I'm not that clever, so I. <laughs> Well, no, yours are great. This is the thing. I look at yours. I'm just like I love them, and it's just great to go through them. I, I just go with what feels kind of cool. Yes. I found sometimes that um, you have beautiful I'll... eyes. There we go. I've said it again. <laughs> I'll go back to the repo every now and again, and I'll go, "Hey, uh, let's let's go and add another another color scheme to this." Um, I think I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make a nice green one today. So I'll start with some some green color tones, and then about halfway through, I'll find that I'll I'll, I'll have created kiwi again. <laughs> You're like, this looks familiar. 
but so like the the more that I make, the the more that happens. Um, but every now and again, I'll find that that color combination that's different from from what I've done already, and it'll just be a massive win. Uh, <laughs> one of the ones that I like that I've made recently that uh, that felt different to the others. Um, there's a couple actually. There's bold um, and there's uh, tribal. Um, those two feel different. I, I was so pleased with myself when I was done. I know that sounds terrible, but just just having made something different to the other hundred is, is a challenge sometimes. I think it's a massive challenge. Giving them a challenge. name's a challenge as well. Yeah, that's, yeah, how do you think of names? Do you just have a random name generator? Or? <laughs> um, there, there is normally, um, there's normally a link between the colours and the theme and the name, but uh, sometimes I just go for, for whatever's there. I'm looking through the list now for some examples. So actually this one was a request, you know, Tron Legacy, which I've shortened to Legacy now. So it's got the, the bold... Um, the the extra colours that they added in when Disney redid that. Um, I don't know if I should be paying royalties on some of these things. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of worrying. I'm trying to think of a good naming example, flicking through the page. Have you guys seen the the, the page? The generated page is awesome. Just a nice way of being able just to go through and see because like it's it's sometimes it's hard to like check and see which ones you prefer. Yeah, being able just to go through. Yeah, I really do love that. Awesome. That's good to hear. So, so I've got a theme here called Glowfish, which is probably no one's favorite theme. Um, but, uh, it's a very like dark green and murky theme with some bright yellows and oranges sticking out. And it's just, I guess I just looked at that and went, hmm, Glowfish. You know, I, I see fish just in, in the background of a murky tank or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I'm a weird person. <laughs> well, I use them every day and I love them. So Thanks keep going. Yeah. It's great. Uh- Definitely. Dale, can I ask one more question? Have you got time to fill one more? Um, I've got as much time as you need. I've, I've finished oh, work for the day. <laughs> absolute legend. Okay, thank you. Um, I was just going to say one of the like recurring themes that we have in our our um, our podcast series, really, and like you said, we kind of we really tried to target beginner programmers because we that was something that we found really satisfying, and it was always our objective. It, if we could just get one person into development who was thinking about it, it would be success for our show. But definitely. Uh, one of the recurring things that we've had is this kind of idea of how important it is to understand what's going on under the hood. And we, sure. we've often used like the analogy of like, you know, do you need to know what's going on in the bonnet, under the bonnet of your car, or do you just need to know how to drive it? And, um, and you kind of spoke about this before, but, um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to speak about it a little bit more specifically, but we talked about like a, a beginner using a framework. Yeah. And I, my, in my own kind of experience, my progression as a developer, which is far from complete, I still consider myself to be a, a complete noob, to be honest with you. But my kind of progression is going to been kind of been from procedural code to sure. OO code to then using a framework. And just now I would kind of put myself in a position that I'm just learning about design patterns and. Yeah. And okay, I've been using design patterns for as long as I can remember, but without knowing that I was using them and. And especially in frameworks, there's a lot of stuff going on. Design patterns, like you say, really clever, intelligent, beautiful code that's doing that for you. But yeah. I mean, how would you, I mean, it's, it's impossible to give an exact number, I guess, but how, how good do you think you have to be as a developer to use a framework? And how important do you think it is for that developer to understand the code in the framework before they use it? Um, I like to think with, um, with the, Amazing documentation that we have in Laravel. Um, of course, this is different from framework to framework, but we've we've got the the amazing docs. We've got Laracasts. Um, without you know blowing a whistle, it's uh, we've got my yeah. my Codebright book as well. I like to yeah. think the entry barrier is quite low. Um, but what I what I always say about learning a new skill, not even programming in general, um, 
is that you have to be driven by curiosity. Yes. So yeah. you have to be making something and then tweaking it and seeing how things changing, uh, things are changing and building up to something much bigger. And like you'll find that your enthusiasm uh, and your curiosity will drive you to learning new things and and picking up extra tools. Um, so for myself, it was it was scripting pages together. Uh, yeah. And like I, I found it's like oh my god, using using this header like why why do I have to change something in a header of a web page on on every single page that I do? And then yeah. you like have a look around. Oh, boom, includes done. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I've, I've said includes a lot today, but I don't know if it's just me. <laughs> when you're starting with PHP, is include the most exciting thing oh, in the world? Or yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Includes and functions. So, yeah. It's like, wow, this is amazing. This opens yeah. up so many doors. Yeah. And then yeah. you get an include hell, but yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the curiosity though. That's yeah. it. You, you, you see that and you think, oh my God, how, how much more can I do with this now? This is going to be so exciting. Um, and if you if you're trying to to delve into something at too too low a level, or um, you're not seeing results as you're working along, you're just going to get bored, and you're not yeah. going to stop doing it. Um, but I think a lot of the a lot of the frameworks um, and the educational materials for those frameworks are starting to realise that now, um, and and they're getting you to see results and see what's happening as things go along. They're not just throwing a load of techniques at you. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I think having that drive is the most important part. It's not about the entry level; it's about getting feedback and what you're learning. I think that's a really good argument, actually, yeah, because actually we're kind that. of saying that you know, like if you use it, okay, you might not understand it at first, but it's actually going to put you on a really good learning path. It's actually mm. going to guide you through things, and you're going to learn all the right things as you go yeah. along. Um, yeah, yeah the subjects that um, Jeffrey Ray's covered on on Laracast is amazing. Mm. And you can learn so many other non-Laravel based stuff. Just even if you don't really use Laravel, you'll benefit massively on there. But I think yeah. one of the great things with Laravel as well, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people will parrot this, um, is that uh, the framework kind of grew with us. Um, so a lot of a lot of us were using it to, at 2.7, where when it had fewer features, but it was really exciting about the f- uh, the, the syntax of the framework. Uh, syntax of the framework sounds silly, but I mean about how simple and clean it looks. Um, yeah. And then then we got 3.0, um, where it was it was hugely, um, you know, it had a, a ton more features to it. Uh, it was really exciting to work with, but we had the limitation of the, these real static methods. Um, testing was, uh, was very difficult with 3.0. And then, like, the, the whole PHP community became kind of nuts on testing. And Laravel 4 came out with, um, with its, you know, its, its container at the heart, essentially a service locator and, and, and pushing best practices like, de- uh, dependency injection, um, and, and promoting testing. It's like the framework grew with us. Um, so I'm really exciting to see, uh, excited to see where, um, with the core changes of future Laravel versions take us and, and, and what new, um, what new best practices they promote and how it's going to, it's going to improve ourselves as developers, essentially. It, yeah. it really has made, if you're using Laravel, it's a crime not to be testing because it's mm-hmm. so easy to test it Definitely. with it and like the ability to, the facades and all that funky stuff. Obviously, won't go into the name, and still don't know why, I don't know why people care so much. Uh, but that's what people are like. I guess uh, when you get attention, someone's gonna someone's gonna pick on something. That's it, exactly. Um, and it's just a great idea as well. And I think that's the trouble because people thought, "Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Damn it, let's have a go at the name instead." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know the ability to, to testing and yeah, using and, and also it's using all these cool things in PHP 
the right way. Stuff like, oh, that's the best, a good way to use closures. And that's a good uh, way, you know, because you get all this funky new syntax and traits now as well, actually, like in, in mm. 4.2, you know, like, oh, so this is where I can use traits because I'm, I don't know if you're like me, like, well, we're typically with the include thing, you know, you're like, oh, this is cool. And you start using <laughs> it kind of everywhere. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, no, that, you know what it does. Yeah. And you're like, that's yeah. a place to use a trait. And you realize like a week later, no, it wasn't, but I, I just really I, wanted to use it. <laughs> I find that something that was interesting for me was um, I, I was really lucky to get to know um, Taylor during the work on on version three, and I uh, I like to think that we've be, we've become good friends because of that. Um, so so when Laravel four was in really early development, um, you know I got I got sneak peeks of what he was working on uh, at the time. Like right at the start, it was it was heavily built on top of Silex. I don't know if that's a known thing, but um, the first version of Laravel four was 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 um, Silex with with a bunch of really really nice, um, nicely presented components on top. Um, but Taylor came to me with, with some of these, these things showing me, uh, showing me what he'd done. And I think that my development, I, I just wasn't at the level to understand what this, this genius was doing at that time. <laughs> um, so a lot of it was really excited, but I was worried that it might be overly complex for, um, for developers. Um, so I was scared at first, and then and as he showed me new features and told me more about the uh, the architecture, the framework, once he'd switched off Silex, um, I was learning from him, and I was learning from reading the source of the framework. And I'd say just just the the the, the process of learning how Laravel four works internally um, that that increased my my development ability by like I don't want to put a percentage on it. I just got much better as a developer at that point. Yeah, Laravel is definitely push my development especially in the php world um mm. it's just opened the doors to so many things and it's just yeah a great like you, know, you say like ioc you know dic and stuff like that mm -hmm. i mean i mean of course you can go to the symphony but yeah like coming from the code igniter world to that and it, yeah. yeah it really has completely yeah just changed the world of what we're in the php world of what we do yeah it's um it's it's part of what's making uh, a php developer respectable now yeah, um, and, yeah. and that's, that that's very true. Yeah, exactly. Not getting laughed at. We just, you know, <laughs> include yeah. hell again. <laughs> Do you guys ever hide that at all? Have you ever hidden the fact that you're a PHP dev? I or did. You, I, 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 or I you did like it. out and proud? I it's, did. All it's all I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but then I, I somehow, so, I, this sounds really bad. Sometimes I actually say, I'm a PHP dev. I know I'm an OO PHP dev and I do it in a Java way. And that's, I don't know even why I say that because it's like, no, I'm just, I'm a PHP <laughs> dev. I have to, I have to almost like kind of convince myself, yeah, it's okay to be a PHP dev, but yeah, it's, it's a is funny this, one. Uh, is this mostly around Java devs? Yes, it is. It's like in a Java <laughs> way where you like, you know, C sharp on your .NET framework. And you're like, I do it, a, you know, in a Java, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I've never hidden it, but I've definitely, I've been in like seminars where we've gone around and introduced ourselves and said what we know. And You've kept yourself I, in the closet. Yeah. Well, I've definitely, <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely felt eyes on me. Like when I've said I'm PHP developer, I've, I have felt kind of, uh, I don't know. I love it because they, they instantly assume something and then you'll start talking about like IOC or dependency injection yeah. and they're in Java and they're like, I don't know. Spring does well, it for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, is that what you use? Like, I, yeah, but I have, like I've told you guys a thousand times, but I've had lecturers who've slagged off PHP's, uh, PHP and lectures. And you think, that's crazy, really. But like you say, they're, they're, they're probably there on selling PHP as something. PHP from, like, 4. It's PHP 4. Yeah. Four yeah, at, yeah, yeah. Before, you know, all the shiny stuff came in 5.3 and, you know, and yeah. greater. It's yeah. a different language now. It's, yeah. It's like yeah, it is. Language. Yeah. Yeah. Almost absolutely. we should call it six now, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. won't go into that 
I guess it's not the most charming name either, is it? No, PHP. No. Like we've got other languages like Ruby and Swift yeah, and Python. Python. Yeah, PHP uh, just sounds a bit corporate. A bit. Yeah, even Java sounds quite nice. Annoyingly. It sounds like either corporate or a form of drug, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, but I guess it Some is. It is a, a kind of drug to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we just call it elephant? Should we just, you know, yeah, get it out there? Yeah. Or Trump. Peach Panda will do Pe- it. Oh, Peach Maybe Panda, Maybe we yes. can push that. So how far into the book are you, the uh, the new book, Peach Panda? Uh, Peach Pandas is, uh, I'd say, probably around 70% done. Um, I may think of more as I go along. It, it's a much shorter book than Code Bright um, because it's uh, it's an introduction to the the, the PHP language. It's uh, it, it will cover OO towards the end of the book, um, but it, it's everything from uh, from basic types to assignment to uh, mathematical operations, all the way up to you know creating classes and using traits as well. So I'm I'm focusing on uh, PHP five awesome. four and above. I'm going to definitely um, be recommending that to a couple of because we've got a couple of my friends. They want to start programming, and uh, I'm definitely. Cool. Well, I'm I'm testing it out on my my girlfriend who doesn't doesn't code at all. Um, well, yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, she'll be better uh, than you, and you'll be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, a number of workmates have been interested in it, so they've they've had early copies of it. Um, and if anyone's listening and they'd they'd like to, um, uh, I definitely want. I, I'd like guinea pigs who haven't really done any development before. That would be really useful to me. Um, so so let me know, and I'd be happy to ship out a preview. Awesome. Um, Get some yeah. feedback on that. Be What's great. the ETA on the on the main launch then? Um, okay, so uh, I'm going away to Malta, uh, sort of middle of next month. Um, I'm hoping to sort of finalise it on that trip. Like, I'm I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not one of those people that shuts off completely when they go on holiday. I like the idea of writing a little bit on the beach or something like that. That sounds absolutely fantastic to me. Actually, yeah. actually, I'm, yeah. I'm dribbling at the thought of that right now. <laughs> um, but what I'd like to do is is finish off anything remaining and and put the polish on on the book as necessary. Um, also, my translator um, or my head translator has had access, early access to the the book in its current form, so I'm hoping to get the language translations out a little bit sooner than they were with CodeBright. I know that we've got we've got six or so people um, interested for definite already. Um, some some really useful languages there. Um, so I'll, as long as they're okay with it, I'll probably be launching it when I get back. Awesome. Looking uh, forward to it. Guys, I'm thinking, uh, I know we could all speak to Dale for hours because it's so interesting, but we <laughs> are going over the hour mark and I'm thinking maybe we should all have one last quick fire question. Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Okay. Should you want me to go first? Cause I've got mine. I'll go for if it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. So quick fire question is going to be, uh, do you go to any meetups and are you doing any talks this year? That's a good question. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, um, so uh, my my company uh, we're sponsoring Laracon EU, so we I know that we've got a slot for a lightning talk. I don't know if it's going to be myself or someone else yet. Yeah. Um, I've obviously given a talk at, at New York earlier this year. Um, yeah. I go to Unified Diff quite regularly in uh, in Cardiff, which is a, a kind of development slash tech meetup monthly. Um, yeah. So it's a great place to come along if you if you fancy it. Um, I'm looking to this month or early next month start a Laravel um, Cardiff group. Um, so I know there's been a lot of interest in that. I'm just finalizing a location. And uh, this is probably 
a little bit early to be saying this, but um, I'm, I'm in the early planning stages of um, possibly a Laracon UK. Yes. Uh, oh wow! Yeah. Uh, so I know I know there's a lot of interest in that, but I'll be I'll be getting something official out soon to gather uh, further interest because uh, you know quite I'm quite grateful that my uh, the company that I work for park at my house they're willing to uh, to support me on that if there's interest in it so yeah, um, that'll be a I think problem should be exciting yeah. <laughs> I think you'll get plenty of interest for that definitely so my question is if you weren't programming in PHP what would you be programming in Java Ooh. I'd like to say Swift right now, but no, I, <laughs> I, I do really like Ruby as a language, I have to admit. I think the the part that I don't like about Ruby is just getting the right version. Yeah! <laughs> just getting, like Python just as well, which is going. Yep. Yeah, but as a language, it's it's fantastic. I love how you can just like really interrogate objects and you know how everything reacts in the same the monkey way. Monkey patching and, object. yeah. Such a great language and, and really fun and hipstery. That's it. With Node, I thought it'd be JS, you know. I thought, you know, go with the Node hipsters. <laughs> um, I, I'd say that I'm not, I'm not as, as, as good as, uh, as most people would think in JavaScript. I, I feel like I definitely need to work at it. Um, I, I've, I've been playing a lot with single page apps recently trying to improve it, but, uh, I find Ruby more fun. <laughs> definitely. Awesome. Cool. And in Lou. I've, I've, I've got a choice of two here. So um, I've got <laughs> taking, taking Laravel out of the equation, what are your other favorite tools and recommendations? Um, or what is the single newest thing that you've learned? Or both. Or both. Or both, okay. yeah. I'll go for both if you like. Um, <laughs> okay. I've oh, learned... lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> the newest thing that I've learned, um, well, in honestly, it's probably Swift, playing around with Swift and learning Objective-C. Um, it's, it's still very much in process, but I, I love, I, like I said, I love creating things. I quite like front end work, um, and UI work. Uh, so I think, I think I could make some really fun iOS apps if I could get into that and possibly help out my company as well, which would be fantastic. Um, exciting tools. Um, there's obviously, there's a ton of, uh, do you guys follow, um, the GitHub Explore newsletter at all? No. No. Yeah, so if you go to, I think if you go to GitHub slash explore maybe, or I'll, I'll find the link and you guys can post it somewhere if you like to. That'd be um, great. But there's, there's a newsletter that you can sign up to, uh, slash explore, there we go. Um, and it will send out, uh, some of the more interesting trending libraries each day. And I love waking up in the morning and checking out all these awesome, awesome PHP, uh, packages that, that are available there. Um, so I, I, I tend to, I tend to collect a lot of those. I can't pick out any in particular, but there's, there's things that get added to my toolkit almost daily. Um, besides that, Composer, definitely most exciting project out there in PHP right now. Yeah. Perfect. Well, um, I think we're going to have to call it. I think we could have you on the show for the next three episodes, to be honest with you, and we still wouldn't have <laughs> finished grilling you, but, uh, <laughs> At the fear of rejection, I'm just thinking maybe if you if you're up for it, maybe you come on again. Maybe when your uh, new book's out, and maybe when you know a little bit more about whether Laracon UK is a, a goer or not. Um, that sounds great. To me. Oh, that'd be awesome! Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, like with all our guests, we always appreciate people giving up their free time to come on and yep. talk about their background. Yeah, and uh, uh, no and you've been absolutely brilliant guests. Thank you so much. So, uh, but we'll have to so wrap it up. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Yeah, right, nice to meet you. Del. Yeah. So we'll uh, see you guys next week. See Thanks you for later. listening. Bye. 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 
You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at threedevsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number three, Devs and a Maybe. <laughs>